welcome to the Heavy Pages podcast, a space for women struggling with an unwanted separation or divorce. I'm Josie, your host, a separation survival coach, creator of the From Devastated to Divorce program, a mother of two, and a survivor of my own unwanted separation and divorce. My mission is to help you avoid some of the pitfalls that extended my journey of growth and healing, and to provide you with tips and tools that will help get you to a place of acceptance and empowerment. Because sometimes the pages of life can be heavy, but you don't have to turn them alone. Hello again, and welcome back to another journal entry episode. I'm going to just jump right in on this one. What do you think? Let's do it. This one is going to be for Sunday, December 19th. Well, I'm feeling a bit emotional tonight. Not sure why. I guess, to be fair, it has been an emotional weekend. Lots of ups and downs. I have been trying to do some schoolwork, but guy keeps coming in my mind. I'm sure that it does not help that I'm listening to that song, My Immortal, by Evanescence. I swear, it just speaks to me. I really feel everything that song says. I did so much for him. I did so much, and it hurts so bad that he did not even appreciate it. It was of no value to him. That freedom was all that he really wanted. I hate that I was used. I hate to know that there are people in the world that would use you in such a horrible way. I know this may be even stupid to say, but it's worse than being raped. Not that I would know, but I mean, it borders on evil. It is evil to do what he did to me, to use me, to accept all I had to give, to take it all, all of it, and then to just cut and run without even looking back or make an effort. I do not know why I am having a relapse, but it sucks that I am. I know I have been thinking way too much lately. And I need to stop that. I was just thinking that maybe part of this is to, has to do with how close I am to getting my own place. I'm so excited, but scared too. So scared that I actually had the thought of asking Guy to try us again, to give us another chance. God, where the hell is this coming from? I do not want that. I know he is no good for me. And it is sad that I even have to acknowledge that, that the man I loved and my once best friend is bad for me. But I know that it is true, and I know that this, this I am going through right now is just due to the fear of the next big step. I'm so close to a big change in my life. This is it. This is what I have been working these last few months for, to be able to make it on my own, to get my son and I our own place, to be a survivor and a good one. I know that it is fear that makes me weak that makes me think of Guy, that makes me want to crawl back under that rock I called comfort. I know it is that. But when I think that, then I get all of these other thoughts. The pain comes back. The sadness comes back. The unfairness of it all comes back. The anger comes back. Then I feel like I should call Mario. If I call him, then I do not think about Guy. It has been working, but I know that it is not a good idea. In fact, Feeling the way I am feeling makes me see that I really do not need to even be with Mario or anyone else right now for that matter. It's just too soon. Well, too soon may not be the word, but more like too fresh. This loss is still so fresh and I have not gotten over it yet. I guess that's normal. Hell, it's only been 10 months. 
10 months for a 10-year relationship. Shit, on the 4th of this month, it was 10 years since the first time we met and talked on the phone. 10 years. Man, we sure were in a serious circle in these 10 years. I remember like it was yesterday, but I sure am glad that the date came and went without me even noticing. Not that I ever paid much attention to that date before. Still, I guess that 10 months is still a small amount of time for all I have gone through to be out of my system. Something else I have been thinking about, yes, I know, more thinking, is that there is a pattern in my life, and maybe this is not so much about Guy and my love for him as it is about the person I am. I was thinking that I am very bad with change. My therapist says that it is that I'm spoiled, but I do not know if that's 100% the reason. I was remembering today two times before in my life when I have had extreme reactions to things that have happened to me. First was when I was six years old, when my mom cut my hair really short, I just could not deal. And I walked around with a towel on my head, pretending that it was my hair. I did that for a long time. I freaked my parents out. I did not bitch at them for cutting my hair. I did not revolt or act like a brat. I just needed something there. And so I would put stuff on there to make me feel better. Then the next one was when we moved here to Orlando after living out by Disney for so many years. The next year at a new school was like hell for me. I cried every day. I asked my mom to come get me every morning. And thank God that she did. I really do not know what I would have done with myself if she had made me stay. Just writing it makes me remember that horrible feeling I had. It was like this fear or anxiety. Those words are too simple to explain how I felt. It was more intense than that. Anyway, it was terrible and it lasted a bit, but I did with time get over it. And it took less than 10 months. Anyway, that makes me think that maybe my main issue is that I am not good with change. Maybe I just can't deal with it so well. Maybe it's not that I still love my husband. God, I wish it was not that. I do not want to love him. He does not deserve my love. I did not know that before, but now I do. So why don't I stop? I feel like I'm fighting a battle within myself. But I do not feel like I'm trying to keep loving him. I do feel like I'm working on moving on and making my life. I have been so good at staying away from him, and I messed it up Thursday and hung out with him for a bit. Could that really be all it takes to send me over the edge? Am I really that weak still? No, I refuse to believe that. No, this is normal. This is the holiday season, my first without my family, something I never thought would happen to me, my first Christmas without my son. I never thought I would not be with my son on Christmas, at least not till he was married or in college and had his own life, not this way. But still, I do not feel like I have been dwelling on it that much, not consciously at least. Still, I know that this sucks right now, but I do think like the therapist has told me that sometimes I will take a few steps back, but that I will get out of it fast. I am so hoping that to be the case. Okay, wow, that was way more emotional than I expected it to be. Um, I almost don't know where to start. I mean, I was bragging about how well my self-esteem had been in the last episode and how the last journal entry and how I was recognizing that it wasn't about me 
But, uh, you know, I'm going to start with the last thing that I said was that the therapist was saying it is ups and downs and it is ups and downs. And I was definitely having a low down. But what about being able to analyze myself on the spot and recognize that it, I was freaking out about this change in my life. I had never lived alone ever before this. I obviously lived with my parents. And when I moved out with from my parents' house, I moved in with Guy. And now I was going to move by myself with my son and I was going to be responsible for everything. And as exciting as that sounded, it was pretty scary. And I still had doubt that, that I could do it subconsciously, I guess. I don't know. I, I get emotional and I'm not even sure why. Because I did it. I did it. I, like I said there, I survived. I made it. I, I didn't just survive. I thrived. I got into this apartment. I, I lived there for a few years. I, you know, I ended up with my dream car. I had money in the bank. I took my son on vacations every year. I, I got into a nicer apartment and then I moved into a nicer apartment and then I bought a house. I mean, I did it. <laughs> I did it. I pushed back all that fear and I did it. I think that's one of the proudest accomplishments of my entire life. I think that's one of the biggest accomplishments of my entire life. And I, I, it takes me back there. It's so weird sometimes reading this, reading these journal entries that I haven't read in years and, and getting so emotional about them and, and, and just being like taken right back in time to those moments in my life. And, you know, it's funny that I mentioned the Evanescence song because... I cannot listen to that song without feeling this same emotion that I just felt by reading this journal entry. It hits me so deep that I have to turn it off. I have to turn it off because if not, I get so, I get this horrible melancholy feeling. I feel every bit of what I felt when I used to listen to this song back then it's ingrained in my subconscious and I, I can't listen to the song. It hurts me to listen to that song. And this is why, because I would put it on repeat when those moments of feeling really crappy and it just soaked into my soul. That's pretty much what happened. And so I, I, I cannot distinguish that song from the moment in my life when I felt this bad. What an interesting um, sharing about those two really big moments in my life. <laughs> the haircutting was, uh, was traumatic. My, my mom cut my hair because I wouldn't brush it. And, you know, she had four kids and she's like, I don't have time to be worrying about your hair. So if you don't let me brush it, I'm cutting it. And she cut it so short. She cut it so short. And then 
I was traumatized. I would put, like I said, a towel on my head. And then I would, um, I don't know if you remember back in the day, they had these little like um, pigtail, not like like a scrunchie, but there were the ones that had the ball on the end that when you had to pull one ball to wrap it around the other ball. And if you weren't careful and that snapped back and hit you in the knuckles, it was like a crazy pain. So I would put my hair in, uh, I would put a towel on my head. I would wrap the back of the towel like a ponytail with one of those little um, hair barrettes. And then I'd fling the extra parts of the towel over my shoulder. And that would be like my ponytail. And I would do that all the time. That's how I, that's how I hung out. And then, you know, I wouldn't, if it wasn't that, and we were going somewhere where that would look a little ridiculous, even though I didn't care, I felt like without it, I looked ridiculous. So after that, I, um, I would wear like scarves on my, uh, over my head until my hair grew and my parents freaked out. Um, I think I definitely did better. It worked right. Because I'm like, I would never wanted that to happen to my, to my hair again. So I started brushing it. But I also think that my parents were like, we're never doing that again because it freaked them out. And something that I find interesting is I never, ever cut my hair that short again until the year after I got married. And I don't even understand what happened and why I did that. I, I was, my hair was the shortest it's ever been in my life right at my son's first birthday. I look at those pictures and I look at my hair and I'm like, what was I doing already then? That was like a sign of something. I just can't really tell you what, but it was a sign of something that I was willing to cut my hair that short and I have never cut my hair that short again and I can't imagine ever having short hair again but those were the two interesting times of my life one not by my choosing and the other one clearly by my choosing that I ever had my hair that short when I cut my hair that short was also around the time that I started gaining weight so I know that there's a correlation there about um, you know what I was trying to hide from or what I was trying to do with the short hair and the weight gain, but um, that's to analyze another day. And then, you know, when we moved, because I had lived in the same little house over by Disney all the, all of my conscious life, right? Um, I wasn't born in Florida, but we moved to Florida when I was really young. And that house and that area is what I remember. I went from kindergarten through seventh grade uh, at that house. I, I didn't have to really deal with change. Everything was the same. Everything was the same. And then we move into the city, quote unquote. And I have everything is different. A new place, new school, new people. And uh, I didn't take it well at all. And I, I say that in the letter, I mean, in the journal entry. And it's so true. Thank God that my mom would come pick me up. She would drive us to school. She would drive us because I guess the where we were, the bus didn't pick us up. And then she would leave and they had like a, a phone booth right there at the entrance of the school. And I would go to the phone booth and call her and beg for her to come back and get me and cry and beg. And she would turn back around and come back and get me. Thank God that she did that because I, I don't know what would have happened to me if she wouldn't. I don't know what would have happened if she would have forced me to stay. It got to a point where they were like, she's going to fail this year. You know, it was the second half of seventh grade. And, um, you know, she was talking to the counselors and they're like, she's going to fail. And I, um, 
I didn't fail. I, I don't know what happened. I finally, you know, shook myself out of it. Maybe I made some friends or whatever, and I was able to, um, to make it and to stay. Um, but yeah, it was a super crazy time in my life. And then I guess the next huge situation was my divorce because getting to dating, um, falling in love, moving in together, even having my son, all of that, you know, you know, nine months ahead, you're going to have a kid, you have time to, to do something like that. You're going through the process of dating someone, falling in love with them, blah, blah, blah. But the divorce and or the separation, that was kind of like a, another boom. We're getting separated and you have to start dealing with that. And it's, it's another huge moment in your life. And so I was not handling it well, along with my not being able to deal with change, um, having zero self-esteem, all the things that came with it. It makes sense that I, that that happened and that I felt this way. And it's interesting that I, that I could see that, but you know, we go back to, it's a harsh beginning of this letter of how I hate him and, and how I compared it to a rape. And I apologize to any one listening that has actually gone through the trauma and does not appreciate me comparing it. Um, I, I, I see where I said that because it was, I don't know, the, the, the complete feeling of being completely used and taken advantage of and, and used in every way, including sexually, right? Because uh, he had no problem having sex with me whenever he wanted to and uh, made sure that I wasn't using sex as a weapon. So saying no, uh, I'm not going to say that I was forced, but you know, he made sure to train me early that that's not something that you should be denying. And so I kind of saw it in that vein. I am not at all saying it's the same. So again, I apologize if that triggered anybody hearing me say that and totally disagreeing. And I totally respect your opinion on that. Wow. I mean, it was a long, uh, emotional journal entry. And I, I mentioned Mario. And again, I'm recognizing that he was just a placeholder and that I, I wanted to rush to call him just because I needed some of that validation, something, but he wasn't giving me any validation anyway. So that was just actually adding more, more bruises to my already bruised ego. That wasn't going to help me anyway, anyway. So it was not worth it. Wow. Anyway, I, I don't really know what else to say. I almost emotionally spent from this journal entry. So I think I'm going to leave it here. Thanks for, for listening to my ramblings and this journey back down the rabbit hole that was my separation. And I'll catch you on the next one. That's going to be it for this episode. If you'd like to reach out to me, you can always find me on Instagram at heavy underscore pages underscore podcast. And if you found this episode interesting, please consider clicking on that five star rating and following so you are notified when the next episode drops. As always, thank you for listening. And remember, sometimes the pages of life can be heavy, but you don't have to turn them alone.